Welcome to the Days for Girls podcast, a show about breaking barriers for women and girls around the world. I'm your host, Jessica Williams, Chief Development and Communications Officer at Days for Girls International. At Days for Girls, we believe in a world where periods are never a problem. We are on a mission to shatter the stigma and limitations associated with menstruation by increasing access to sustainable period products and menstrual health education for all people with periods. Today's episode is with Anders Ankerlid. Anders is the co-founder and CEO of A Good Company. He is also a serial entrepreneur and a father of three who has worked in e-commerce for more than a decade. A Good Company is partnering with Days for Girls, and we can't wait to tell you more about this exciting partnership. Thank you so much for listening. Now let's go on to the show. Anders, thank you so much for coming on the Days for Girls podcast. How are you today? I'm well, thank you so much, and thanks for having me. Yeah, well, I'm really excited. You have such an interesting um, company that you work with and a passion for sustainability and impact, and I um, also share that that passion, and so I'm excited to dive in. Um, I, you know, First, I just want to start with what inspired you to start a good company, and um, if you could tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah, sure. So I was um, prior to running a good company. I was a management consultant for six years. I spent my time 50% on an airplane and 50% in Stockholm, Sweden, where I'm currently based. Um, at summertime, we live at the country house. It's a small farm, two and a half hours from where my butt is sitting now in, in downtown Stockholm. Um, summer 2018 in Sweden, at least, was the hottest summer for 150 years. And if you have cows around, which we do, we have 10 cows there, they suffer tremendously. So normally, they drink from uh, a natural well. They eat grass, which is then green and super healthy. But summer 2018, after a few weeks of uh, no rain and just absorb heatness, close to California heat, which shouldn't be the case in, in Sweden, uh, the well had dried out. There is a small river that runs across the farm, which haven't dried out for a hundred years at least, as long as there is history around the farm. And the grass was completely burned. So that sort of shook me and my family. So I become, uh, yeah, I quit my job, become a vegetarian, decided to stop flying, and then yeah, quit the management consultant job and started a good company as a counter reaction to all of that, basically. Wow. Okay. Wait a minute. You stopped flying. <laughs> yeah. That's Tell something. me about- <laughs> it works. <laughs> I promise it works. You can take a train or you can take an electric car. Oh my goodness. Well, how do you get international though? Do you take a boat? <laughs> uh, if so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll assume so. Maybe me and Greta Thunberg can share a sailing boat to the Atlantic. <laughs> no, it doesn't have, I mean, my work previously has been a lot of flying. I went to London every week, took the red eye in the morning and then back either in the afternoon or evening or the day after. So to some extent, um, I'm I'm good with that. I've done my part of like business traveling. On the other hand, I think that digital meetings are here to stay. COVID learned us and taught us that. I think it works super well. We have a quite remote team as well, based in seven different countries. And Sweden and Nordics and Europe is a lovely area. So there's so much things to see here where you can take. Now they just recently launched, actually. You can take a night train down to Hamburg, Germany, and onwards from there uh, by a train. So I'm just coping with it. 
Mm, yeah. Well, it is, it, it, you know, it, it's so good for the environment because I hear planes are, are just awful. Like it, it, it's one of the worst things you can do for the environment, right? Is to fly. Yeah, super convenient. Uh, and from a personal point of view, I mean, it's good to see the world and we have three kids and it's very nice for them to see different flavors of the world as well. But it's also good for them to have a world to be in. So I think that that, uh, that <laughs> argument is stronger than flying to, I don't know, south of Spain for some sun. Yeah, I 100% agree. So tell us about a good company and um, what, what kind of products you sell and um, more about your, your business model. Yeah, so we are uh, all about getting consumers to be more enlightening about or enlightened about the consumption and how much that matters. And the reason why I didn't do anything else, since if you've been a management consultant, I met a lot of politicians, I met a lot of C-suite companies or business leaders. And the problem that I faced, at least, which was the reason for starting a good company, is that it's quite hard as an individual or as a consumer to feel positive about the climate change. It's very tricky to change infrastructure. It's super tricky to change uh, what electricity source your town or urban area is using. But your consumption behaviors or consumption habits is fairly easy to adapt if you are middle class and upwards. So a good company is all about that, helping people to join the good fight and fight against uh bad consumption behaviors. And we do this by designing, developing, selling, and manufacturing sustainable everyday products who should be as good or better in terms of design than alternatives, but a whole greater, a whole lot greater for the environment. So that's that's basically what we do. And we sell on yeah, yeah we sell D2C uh for 50% of our business and we sell 50% of our business via selected wholesalers mainly in europe so we maybe have two thousand different wholesalers who who stock our products and present them to consumers mm. so tell me about some of the products that you your company manufactures yeah so we make um phone cases in sweden as one example we produce them we are uh the only phone case brand we are not a phone case brand but we are the only phone case uh, company who do not produce in China. Uh, we use a byproduct from linseed that also comes from Sweden. So it's a very local process. We produce stationery from a material called stone paper, which is an alternative to pulp paper where you don't have to use any trees. You don't have to use any water. You don't have to use any chemicals. It's also upcycle or a byproduct material. So it's basically stone dust or stone waste coming from the construction industry in Taiwan. So we produce locally there. Uh, together with you guys, we produce uh, personal care products. We use we do bamboo paper, kitchen paper, and so on. Uh, and these are the ones that we will support uh, Days for Girls with, uh, with uh, our foundation. Uh, what else? We're going to start selling apparel, uh, mainly from recycled cotton, um, that comes from Turkey sometimes this fall. So we are operating over six or seven different categories. And that's what the brand is all about, to try to do as many products as we can so consumers can make easier decisions, hopefully buying from us, but otherwise get knowledge from us and buy from elsewhere from another sustainable brand. I'm so glad we're having this conversation leading up to, because we're heading into the holidays. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Perfect. 
Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I have looked at your phone cases. They're gorgeous. So yeah, they are. It's definitely worth taking a look. Yeah. And so um, what are some of the the companies that you partner with um, in terms of your, your corporate social responsibility and your give back program? Yeah, so we work with, uh, that leads to our foundation, which I would say is the most important thing we'd have in the company. Um, I personally, after being a management consultant, I'm quite tired of companies and individuals who are driven by revenue and profit. I think in any type of deep relationship you had with a person, how much they have in their wallet doesn't matter that much. But when it comes to businesses, it's sort of that we have a tilt and the only thing that matters is revenue and profit. We are not that kind of a company. That's why we don't do discounts. We are not joining Black Friday and these type of elements since we are not interested in just getting a quick sell or a quick win. We want customers to think about their purchase and be more conscious about it. Um, And that's also the reason why we, after becoming B Corp certified, launched a good foundation. Um, We got some criticism that we didn't do enough to our community. So for the first two years of our foundation, we gave away 4% of the net sale price just into a big bucket of uh, uh, cash available. And we deployed them a little bit on how we liked and where we thought they did the best. Then when we are now doing a re-certification of B Corp, since that's, that's something you have to do after three years, we decided to partner up with different type of companies and NGOs. So we partnered up with you guys for our toilet paper and kitchen paper. So whenever one is starting a subscription, we gave away certain amount of, of that order value, if you like, to be very concrete, supporting you direct. And hopefully an individual can feel that whatever I'm doing with my consumption behavior or consumption habit maybe will not change the world. But if 10,000 customers or 100,000 customers are shifting from pulp paper to bamboo paper in this extent. It actually means something and we can deploy more funds on a collective basis and also get uh, collective progress updates so one can feel that you are actually part of something bigger when it comes to supporting and doing good. Um, So that's the take, the new take we have around our foundation. We are deploying it Hopefully t- tomorrow, now we are shutting the last day of August, but hopefully the 1st of September, it might be delayed a few days, but it's, yeah, most are most things are ready. And in total, we selected six different partners, I think. So one per, per product vertical. But we are grateful to be one of those partners and super excited about the future and, and our work with you. Um, you know, one of the things that strikes me as you talk is the the challenges that come with running uh, an organization like this that's focused on sustainability, that has standards around what you will and will not sell. And then, you know, this mission to give back. Can you talk about some of the the challenges that you face as a as a founder um, doing this type of work? Yeah, they are endless. I can say <laughs> they are so many. But I mean, from COVID entered, we uh, had several product categories which didn't have any type of demand at all. Uh, then we have the supply chain challenges and the shortage of raw material that came. We of course have faced during COVID. Um, that different areas, since we have people quite spread out working for us, uh, have had different type of challenges. The team in Hong Kong are still not 
uh, having the opportunity to get uh, vaccines. And I mean, here in Sweden, where I'm sitting, uh, we are sort of done with COVID currently. Everyone is vaccinated who, who like to get uh, vaccinated and life is pretty normal. Um, but challenges, mainly for me, this is also one of the reasons why now we have an adult as a CEO. Uh, so we shifted to a guy called Colin from, he officially joined as a CEO the 2nd of July. So I had had my three years, but I have on a personal level, maybe sometimes uh, issues with getting people with me. I'm more of a, let's do this. Now we are, I'm super passionate about a good company, but being a leader for a slightly bigger team requires that you get people with you for a longer period of time and you are better to motivate them rather than just showing them by results. Uh, so that's been a challenge we have had. And of course, since we are not relying on any external capital, we are always, not always, but very often short on cash since many of our customers are quite not end consumers, but if we work with big companies, um, they are quite good at uh, playing with smaller customers and smaller suppliers and use us as sort of a cash flow um, um, component, meaning paying late. So yeah, challenges has been from A to Z and the thing you just have to cope with is that that's part of part of the game of running a company and trying to do something good for the world that means that you are facing them every day and I guess that you can relate to that oh 100% priorities for girls I owned my own business yeah. and I didn't it wasn't at the scale that you're doing but um it was still a challenge so um you know it is really interesting uh something that I've been uh, studying for years and years is this intersection between for-profit companies and uh, social impact and how um, how much uh, more how many more resources and wealth is available when we partner together and uh, I love seeing brands like yours that are you know able to to pay your employees a, a, a good salary and and make a profit and also give back to your community. I'm curious how you got into that um, space and like, you know, uh, what was your introduction into that intersection between for-profit and um, impact? Yeah, so I'm I'm close to 40 now. And then I think everyone is starting to figure out, have I done anything good for the world at all? And if the answer to that is no, then maybe you are starting to feel a little bit guilt and you would like to contribute. We think that our model uh, we need to have profit. Uh, we need to be able to pay decent salaries. We need to be able to pay fair living wage to all the workers who works in the factories. So we pay more than just living wage. Uh, so they, we ensure that they can have a living and we require that they pay insurances, that if they become a mom or dad, that they can take paid leave and so on and so forth. So we try to do more on every level. Uh, I personally think that the only future for companies is the road that we are on um i think that consumers will see through greenwashing brands who are saying that they are doing something good but it, they are just a fraction of of their normal business which is in that uh um extent and for the rest it just runs by itself and and revenue and profit is always more important and and i just try to get my head around how can we in 30 years look ourselves in the mirror and not do the model we are doing. I think it's is a given model. We are 
everyone gets paid reasonably. Money is not that important. We are also giving back a lot, which feels great. We have so much, it's so much easier for us to find talent. It's so much easier to get our brand out. It's so much easier to do marketing. It's so much easier to be provocative and point fingers to competitors not doing it. So for us, it's also a matter of fact of being quite small and bootstrapping and and just operate. Uh, and then for the second reason, I mean, a summer like I experienced 2018, if if anyone has the same experience, I would be, they will have a big iron heart if they are not changing their attitude to money and try to do some good instead. A hundred percent. I love that. So um, when you became a certified B Corps, um, what were some of the things that you had to go through uh, or, ch- or changes in your company that you had to go through to get that certification? Yeah. So we first you do a sort of a pre-assessment. So you, you make your own self-assessment. And I think it's, it's a several hundred questions covering five different areas. It's all from community to what do you do for the environment? Uh, how you're producing and so on and so forth. And our, I think our self-assessment uh, number was 128 or something like that. Then during the actual assessment, we got taken down to 81 or 82, 82, I think. Uh, you need 80 to be able to pass. So for a lot of areas where we thought that we were doing enough, and that was especially around community, uh, it was especially around uh, environment, they actually looked at us and say, guys, you have great ambitions, but honestly, you're not doing that much. Uh, it's not concrete for us as uh, an external partner looking at you, what you are actually contributing with. So we took that first, we were a little bit, uh, we were happy that we passed, but it also gave us spirit to fix these things. So we launched a good community. We launched a club, which is called a good club. Um, we launched our foundation. So we use sort of all of the lessons where we thought that we were good into becoming uh, for a consumer or B Corp or whoever it might be looking at us, something that actually lives up to the standard we thought that we had. So it was a quite rough uh, recertification. And now we are doing uh, the full recertification again. And I think that we might come to the number we aimed for the first time, which means that we have improved tremendously over these three years. Um, we'll see when the end result comes, but I'm, I'm positive that we're going to pass through 120 at least next time. I've heard the standards are pretty rigorous. So um... They are indeed. And they <laughs> these analysis, uh, the guy that, that sent on to you are really uh, pitbulls. <laughs> so they ask <laughs> for facts with everything, uh, which was great for us. Uh, I mean, we are happy that that happened since that um, gave us a lesson that uh, you need to walk the talk, if you like, but also very clearly where we need to improve. So we took it as a blueprint and then we started from first thing and yeah, fix that, if you like. Yeah. So if if one of our listeners or or some of our listeners are are tuning in and thinking to themselves, wow, I really am inspired and I want to do something similar. I have an idea and I want it to make an impact on the world. What would you tell them? What, what advice would you give them? Starting a company. This is my fifth company, uh, Jessica. So the most important thing is find something you are passionate about. It's so many struggles. There's so many obstacles are going to arise. So you need to find just something you're passionate about. And I am, which maybe you can hear, 
super passionate about about changing uh, consumption behaviors. That's what I'm burning for. Um, so as long as you have that, then I think it comes down to only doing it for a certain amount of time. Eventually, you will break through. We had the spirit with a good company and the blessing of knowing a little bit on what we wanted to launch. We sort of spent time on here's the roadmap for products and so on and so forth. But I mean, if you compare the slides in our first sort of strategy from 2018, I would say that we are not that company today. Things is happening every day and you just need to go with the flow and be positive about opportunities that arise and also be realistic about starting your own company no matter how old or young you are will require that you do personal suffers uh, it was a long time starting this company uh, now it's okay but for the first like years if you have employees they need to get paid before you get paid you need maybe to take risks uh, lend money uh, on your however you're living so it's also you need to be willing to take risks since it won't only be sunshine every day that's for sure <laughs> so you know um i'm just gonna pivot back to the fact that you, you know you chose days for girls as one of your organizations and i'm curious um what about our mission appeals to you and and what are you excited about in in terms of our partnership and the work that we're doing together yeah, so we looked at, we vetted you quite hard, I would say, before we selected you. And as mentioned, we are working with six different partners. We're working with Charity Waters. We work with you guys. We work with Malala Foundation. We work with Save the Children. So we tried to select uh, different partners for different product categories, which sort of could make sense. And I think that the thing we were interesting about, and I'm not sure if this is true or not, but I can imagine that uh, a lot of women who don't have access to uh, proper tools to manage their periods are maybe using toilet paper or some sort of paper to to sort of uh, help themselves out. We saw that that blend was very positive. And then we just think that the areas you are operating in, the model, the transparency, I think I asked uh, April, your colleague, 1,001 questions. And we got decent answers and everything. And also honestly about... We are not yet done with uh, the annual report of 2021. And, and that's what we respect. And that's how we operate as well. We are not perfect. We are far from it, but we are transparent. Uh, and that's what we appreciate uh, working with you guys. And also, many women are subscribers to our product uh, currently. And I think that it can be appealing for them to see that they are helping other women. Um, so now we are super passionate about uh, getting this uh, collaboration going. Oh yeah. Well, we are too. So if people want to support a good company and, you know, in, in return, support days for girls, uh, what can they do? Uh, so if they would like to support the partnership we are having with you guys starting from tomorrow then, but it should be then on air when, when, uh, so whenever they tune in, they go to a good.com and for the products they are supporting you direct is either our bamboo toilet paper um or kitchen rolls um which comes in 12 packs or 48 packs so it's super convenient you get them to the door they bamboo paper compared with regular pulp paper especially for female is better since it's natural uh, antibacterial it's also unbleached is quite thick uh so it's nice 
to use. Uh, it's not like sandpaper. So that's the best thing. And if they would like to support you guys, I would say that go direct to your website. You know, when this comes out, that um, you will have launched the the bamboo toilet paper subscription option, and um, people can go there and support that. Um, what are some of the other products that people can get um, besides paper and iPhone cases on your website if they want to go and support you? Yeah, sure. So all from um, toothbrushes, we support both regular, but also bamboo alternatives for Orb or Philips in replacement heads. Uh, stationary collection. Stationery is a big category for us. It's super good for memory uh, to replace your old maybe moleskin book together with a stone paper alternative. As mentioned, we are launching a basic apparel line in a month or so, made in Turkey from uh, a blend of recycled and organic cotton, where the organic cotton is checked, so it's not made in somewhere far east from uh, a workers' camp. So it's they also have fair living wages working at these cotton fields. Um, otherwise, we do a bottle, uh, sort of... Um, um, bottle made from um, recycled Swedish steel, which both keep uh, hot and cold. So it's, uh, yeah, you can use it for for either if you do training or if you do maybe camping or would like to have your coffee there. Uh, and in the coming years, I mean, we have a roadmap of new products, which is close to endless. And that's basically mm -hmm. my other passion and what I do every day, work on that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And last question, do you ship uh, to uh, around the world or how does that work? Uh, we ship around the world. We have two warehouses currently. So we have one in Czechia uh, and one in Estonia. We are, we had a warehouse previously in New Jersey, but we had to shut it down due to COVID and some other issues. But I think in reasonable time frame, will we launch again in the US? Uh, we are though doing bulk shipment to the US. So it's not that we're sending pack by pack. So we consolidate them and maybe send uh, a few palace at a time so it's okay from a shipping alternative and we compensate the co2 emission that 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 has hopefully we're also gonna come back to the uk that was our biggest market but then they with brexit withdraw from the european union and we also had to take a step back and figure out how we would do things with all from customs to um, serve them in a good way but now we have a small team uh, in the uk and hopefully we will have a warehouse there before year end what is the website people can go to again? Uh, agood.com uh, or they can find us on Instagram, instagram.com slash agood.com um, or I think maybe we are on TikTok as well would be the same handle, agood.com. Awesome. Well, we'll put those uh, links in the show notes as well. Anders, thank you so much for your time. Um, I really appreciate talking to you and I appreciate your partnership and I'm, I'm inspired by everything you're doing. I can't wait to see a good company grow and evolve. Thank you so much, Jessica, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. The Days for Girls podcast is produced by Days for Girls International. For show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, visit daysforgirls.org forward slash podcast. If you'd like to support the work we do on the show, leave a rating or a review wherever you listen. Subscribe to the show and share episodes on social media or with your friends. To learn more about Days for Girls and to join our global movement, please visit daysforgirls.org. Thank you for listening. See you next time.